today's unions. This is LaborUnionNews.com's Labor Relations Radio and your host, Peter List. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Hey, thanks for turning on and tuning in to Labor Relations Radio. So those little renditions of Solidarity Forever were from Pete Seeger's classic take on the song decades ago, as well as UAW strikers on the picket lines this past Monday. And did you know that Solidarity Forever was written over 100 years ago? I had to look it up. It was written by Harry Chaplin, or Chaplin, back in 1915. But as you can tell... It's still a catchy tune to keep spirits high and picket lines moving in circles when people are out on strike. Frankly, I've always observed that picket lines are generally pretty cheerful for the first few weeks of a strike, but as the bills start to pile up, the excitement generally starts to wane. In any case, given the fact that in January, we posted a post entitled 1.6 million workers will see their contracts expire this year. Will 2023 be the year of the strike? Looking back on it, it seems pretty prescient, and I realized that I probably should have done this episode way earlier in the year. However, with 75,000 healthcare workers going out on strike against Kaiser Permanente this week, and the ongoing UAW strike, and a nearly four-month writer's strike just wrapping up in Hollywood, not to mention the actors striking still as we speak... On top of that, you've got 40,000 culinary union members in Las Vegas possibly going out on strike. Well, it reminded me that it might be helpful for those who may be contemplating going out on strike to know how to economically prepare for it. And frankly, now seemed as good a time as any. So that's what this episode of Labor Relations Radio is about. How should workers prepare for a strike? And lucky for you, your host on this podcast has a somewhat long memory, and I've personally been out on strike, so I'm going to take hopefully just a few minutes to share with you some advice from others and a couple of personal stories. And if you're a worker, unionized or not, thinking about going out on strike, feel free to share this episode with your coworkers before you actually walk out the door. Here's why. Usually, when I'm doing classes or training, whether it's with workers or management, I usually offer this piece of advice. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You want to be prepared. When it comes to labor relations and union negotiations, whether people are employees or a union or management, people should hope to get a contract but prepare themselves for a worst-case scenario, which is often a strike. 
Companies usually have strike contingency plans. Unions often have strike plans. But it's the workers who don't prepare that often suffer the most. And of course, as an old Teamster strike manual states, a union's bargaining power depends on three main elements. The right to strike, the ability to strike effectively, and the company's ability to withstand a strike. And we're seeing that throughout the country. So this first piece of advice comes from a Los Angeles Times article from August 2001, and it's entitled, How to Keep the Wolf from Your Door While Walking a Picket Line, which, of course, I'm going to include a link to this under the audio portion of this episode. And ironically, the LA Times published this piece as Hollywood was about to go out on strike more than 20 years ago. So quoting from a financial advisor by the name of Mitchell Friedman, who specializes in working with entertainers, the Times wrote back then, advanced planning keeps his clients prepared for strikes and other emergencies. Friedman insists his clients keep an emergency fund equal to at least 12 months of expenses in a liquid account, such as a money market fund. Then there are seven other tips that Friedman and the LA Times recommended Again, more than 20 years ago. Number one, make a budget. Include expenses deemed necessary to maintain a decent standard of living. Don't forget large but irregular expenses such as property taxes, insurance premiums, and auto repairs. Number two, budget for health insurance. If the employer provides health insurance, the individual may need to include health insurance premiums in his or her budget should the employer discontinue paying for the employee's insurance coverage. Number three, build an emergency fund. Quote, you shouldn't count on getting much from your union, states Daniel Mitchell, a labor expert and professor of human resources and organizational uh, behavior at UCLA's Anderson School of Music. While many unions have strike funds, there are no set rules about how the money is distributed. So let me back up for a second. Now, we know the UAW strike fund is $500 per week, and the Teamsters strike pay, when they are considering striking UPS, is about five times the monthly dues rate paid each week of the strike. So if your dues are $50 a month, UPS strikers would have gotten about $250 a week. However, while other union strike funds could be much less than that, and some unions don't even have strike funds, It's important for workers to find out ahead of time what that individual's union pays in strike pay. So back to the LA Times articles. Some unions, according to the Times, make payments to those who staff picket lines, while others use the money only in emergencies such as to forestall a worker's eviction. So number four from the LA Times, reconsider high interest debt. Paying off credit card debts now provides flexibility that allows the the individual to live off of the credit cards in an emergency once their emergency funds are exhausted. Number five, say no to big expenses. If a person is facing a strike, it is not the time to deplete resources by remodeling your house, taking an expensive vacation, or committing to any additional long-term expense, such as a lease on a new car. Number six, Contact creditors. Don't ignore late notices or creditors' demands for payment, says Robin Robin Leonard, an attorney and author of Money Troubles, Legal Strategies to Cope with Your Debt. 
Doing so, she says, could result in foreclosure, eviction, lawsuits, and other collection actions, not to mention long-term damage to your credit report. Number seven, accept help that's offered. Strikers generally do not qualify for unemployment, but may be able to use other community services such as food banks, which I'll come back to in a moment. Recently, the AFL-CIO was giving away two bags of groceries to striking commercial actors during a six-month strike. Again, that was in the Los Angeles Times in 2001. Now, this advice is a bit older and comes from a local of my old union, not my local because for whatever reason, our local only told people to start saving their money about six months before the contract expired. However, these 13 points is from one of our sister locals across town. Number one, plan a budget, stick to it, save any amount over the limits. Plan to have at least enough saved to cover two or three months of mortgage payments or rent and living expenses. Work overtime. Bank your overtime in a separate strike account. Number three, Arrange an automatic deposit from your paycheck directly into that account. If it's not in your checkbook, you might not have the urge to spend it. Number four, pay off or pay down your credit card bills or other bills. Number five, delay any major purchases until after your contract is ratified. Don't buy a boat right before you go out. You'll spend your time walking the line. Our contracts, by the way, used to expire in the summertime. Save on vacations. Explore the wonders of driving around your state. Number seven, if your contract deadline is the summer, which ours was, buy your children's school supplies early. And then it says, about three months before your present contract expires, start stocking up on non-perishables, packaged foods, and household cleaning items. Buy in bulk. Number nine, fill your freezer with meats and frozen foods. Number ten, Get maintenance or or repairs done on your vehicles or your home. Number 11, make sure your doctor's appointments or checkups are done before you go out on strike. Number 12, be sure you have enough medicine and other supplies on hand that you will need. And the reason again for that is as and if the employer discontinues paying its portion of strikers' benefits, they have enough on hand to survive without benefits. They do have a legal right under COBRA, by the way, to pay the employer's portion and theirs to maintain benefits should they so choose. And, side note, some unions do provide some health care coverage during strikes. So number 13, notify any creditors that you may be on strike for a while. Discuss rearranging your payment schedule while you are out on strike. Alerting them beforehand could prevent your credit rating from taking a beating. And it ends with... Remember to think ahead. Start planning now. You are listening to Labor Relations Radio. So those are a couple of sources from the Wayback Machine to help workers prepare themselves for striking. And again, I probably should have recorded this much earlier in the year. However, if my rough guess is accurate, I believe there are about 200,000 Americans out on picket lines as of today. Now, I mentioned that I'd share a couple anecdotal stories of having been out on strike nearly four decades ago. Well, back in the day, not to sound too long in the tooth, when our old union went out on a nationwide strike, 
our union strike pay was allegedly going to be about $50 a week. Of course, that came with a couple of caveats that, personally, I did not know as a young striker. That $50 per week, like most unions back then and many today, came only after being out on strike for two weeks. In addition, what I did not know, but found out the hard way, was that the $50 was only based on need, not a set amount. So the first and only time I went to the union hall to collect strike pay, instead of walking out of the union hall with $50, I walked out of the hall with a brick of cheese, and that was my strike pay. The next week, I started earning money for gas and food by cleaning gutters on mobile homes. Years later, a buddy of mine who was also out on strike reminded me that we he walked out with tortillas, and I had forgotten this, but our plan was to grab a six-pack of beer and make some quesadillas. Well, after about six weeks, the strike ended, and we went back to work. Now, my understanding is that my old union has increased its strike pay up to $300, but having talked to people who have been out on strike with my old union since then, it's still based on need, not a set amount. Regardless of the amount, that experience decades ago taught me that a few things I'll share with workers occasionally if I'm talking to them. If you're going out on strike, before you go, ask the union, number one, what is strike pay? Number two, what do I have to do to get it? In other words, if I have to walk a picket line or if so, how many days per week, how many hours per day? Is strike pay a set amount or is it based on need? If based on need, what are the qualifiers? Am I allowed to work somewhere else while being out on strike? And that I've learned over the years varies from union to union. So if you're not allowed to work while you're out on strike, you need to save even more. Oh, and one last thing, a safety tip. If you're using burn barrels, use lighter fluid, not gasoline. It's a lot safer. In any case, that wraps up another episode of Labor Relations Radio. As I said, I should have done this episode earlier in the year, but with more possible strikes coming up, better late than never. As always, I'm going to leave some links under the audio portion of this episode, as well as some additional information. If you want to reach out, feel free to on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Workplace Report. That's at Workplace RPT. Give us a call at 1-888-668-6466 or leave a comment under the audio portion of this episode. Thanks for listening and have a great week. I'm just a man living a one-eye stand to tell you what I need. You have been listening to Labor Relations Radio. Hey, Labor Relations Radio listeners, this is just a quick reminder. If you enjoy Labor Relations Radio, make sure you share these episodes with your colleagues and make sure you and your colleagues visit laborunionnews.com and subscribe to our News Digest.